Welcome to the Going There podcast. I am Kim, and this is my amazing husband. And strong and good looking. Yes, yes, all those. (laughs) Well, I'm Chris, and we are husband and wife, parents of three amazing kids, co-pastors of Journey Church in Newport News, Virginia, and ketogenic coaches. We want to bring you guys along for the fun as we dive into topics not touched from the pulpit. On the Going There podcast, we will be sharing in full transparency about marriage, sex, and faith. And did I mention sex? We are going there. Nothing is off limits. With 20 years of ministry experience and 18 years of marriage and three kids, we've seen the good, the bad, the ugly, and the really good. The Going There podcast can be found on all your favorite podcast platforms, as well as Facebook and Instagram. You can also find us at goingtherepodcast.com. So go ahead, subscribe to the podcast, and get a new episode every Wednesday. Go ahead and like us and share on Facebook and Instagram, because we are going there. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Going There. We are excited for today's topic. It's going to be good and fun. We are talking about desire, y'all. Desire. So we're going to come out the gate swinging with a question that you guys should be able to answer, right? Because everybody knows the answer to this question. And that question is, how many times a week should you be having sex? So real quick, just think to yourself in your own head, because we've all read the magazines with all the magic numbers, right? Right. So just think in your head now before we continue. What's that magic number? How many times should you be having sex? What do you think that is? How many times a week? I would say it's dependent upon the couple. Uh Uh-huh. Um... And it would probably more be dependent upon one of the persons in that couple. <laughs> uh, that's right. In the relationship, right? In the relationship. It would be that. It would be one person that determines that probably. Right. Yeah. I think that. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I think it's tied to desire. It's tied to your sexual appetite. Your yeah. sexual desire. Your libido. Yeah. And right? we've talked about this before. We've asked each other that question. Like, how many times do you... Which is a very interesting question yeah, to ask how, each other. Yeah. Right. You, it opens up discussion within your marriage. Is how many times do you find yourself wanting to have sex during the week? And how it's many a, times feel like feel like enough to you... Yeah, and it's it a kinda... very it's a very um, informative question, right? Because yeah. it, it immediately lets you know, kind of uh, who has the higher desire, the higher libido, right? And and, it, and it's very in, insightful when you both think that you have the higher desire, right? The right. higher libido. Like you and I both, we had this conversation. Like you know, we both enjoy sex. We both like having sex, and right. we both feel like we're kind of high desire people. And so I remember like. I think I was texting you one day, one day, and I was like, "Hey, how many times do you think that you know we should be having sex?" What's you, normal for yeah, us? Yeah, and and I was like, I, and I was thinking, I was like, okay, and and you said like three or four times a week, and I was like, okay, I was like two or three times a week, <laughs> and uh, and so it was just a really insightful moment. You're like, oh, oh well, okay, yeah, okay, so you you would be the higher desire then, you know, and, right? And uh, but that's not like it has to be the only. The only amount of times you have sex during the right. week, right? No, no. But it comes down to desire. And I think yes. it's important, right, as we're talking about this, to kind of clearly define uh, maybe the, the difference be- between desire and, and arousal, right? Because I think sometimes we get that confused. Yes, we, absolutely. We, we mistake uh, one for the other. Right. And so I found an article that kind of laid it out pretty pretty well, and I thought I'd read it for me. It's from a, a website called verywellhealth.com. Um, I'm not at all uh, 
uh, condoning anything that's on this website. I actually have only read this article from that website, but it was just really quick and easy. And uh, this is kind of how they defined it, which which I thought was really good. It says, uh, it's easy to co- uh, to conflate libido with arousal. After all, if you feel satisfied with your sex life, these aspects of your sexuality can be difficult to separate from one another. In actuality, libido refers to your baseline interest in sex and may also refer uh, be referred to as your sexual appetite or your sexual desire, right? Um, arousal, on the other hand, refers to your physiological response to sexual stimuli and physical manifestations of sexual arousal include, uh, you know, vaginal lubrication, increased blood flow to the labia, the clitoris, the vagina, and the penis, right? right. So, uh, so that's kind of the difference between the two. And right. this probably isn't the place to really... Uh, maybe go into a, a bunch of detail on, on uh, arousal. Maybe we'll talk about it a little bit, but uh, but ju- other than just kind of defining that there's a difference between the two, right? Yeah, which is so, really good because it's very beneficial because someone could be aroused and not actually have a desire to have sex. Yeah. And well, particularly, yeah, yeah. For and and, and you see it more with females than you do uh, with males. Right. It's called non-concordance. But, right. So you could um, you could be. Uh, as a female, you can be more aroused, right? Uh, than and not even really be in the mood to have sex, right? right? Something it, it arousal. It's quite your, confusing too for for some people, <laughs> right? Because arousal is just your body's way of identifying what's sexual, right? The right. sexual signals, the sexual things, and right in life, and so. Um, but we'll yeah we'll we'll kick around some more of that, and we'll have that probably as a different topic at, at another time too. Be able to discuss that more because that's a lot involved in that topic alone. So we'll have to come back to that for sure. So where would you like to go with how you can have high desire, low desire in all areas of your life first and and talk a little bit about that? Yeah. I mean, yeah. So high desire and and low desire, you you have it throughout your your relationship, right? Right. So you have different areas in our life that were higher desire and low desire. So your... Uh, higher desire in regards to venture. You yes, like I I would to love do things to go outside do the stuff. box. Yeah, like you're always stuff, have fun. this this big thing you've had uh, had uh, during pandemic is I want to go to the mountains. Yes, and I'm like for what? And you're like I want to go hike in the mountains. I'm like why? Yeah, why would you go hike in the mountains? I don't even like, I don't even like hiking. I've never even really hiked. I don't like hiking. I think I just want to go see the mountains. I want to just go see nature it's like that's where you know for me i feel like i just connect with like the lord and with who i am and all of that so yeah i think that's a definitely higher desire than you do because you're like (laughs) yeah yeah i don't have a high desire to do like adventurous (laughs) things like that i have a high desire to binge watch netflix i think you know (laughs) yeah and i'm very low low desire there um Or financial, you know. You have a very high desire for keeping finances in order, for sure. Paying paying bills and stuff, yeah. Yeah. You have no desire for that whatsoever. No, that stresses me out. Right. Yes. And you're Um, probably more high desire and, and like, order and structure within the home. They they call that OCD, though. I I think (laughs) think there's a label. I just wasn't trying to throw it out there on you. I I don't know. Necessarily, Yeah, high desire, OCD. It's the same, you know. Yes, because I definitely, like, order, but I think you're way high desire. Yeah. Higher desire there than I am. Um, 
Yeah, so I think we yeah. have these areas in our lives where we can see all we can see that our desire comes into play in all these areas. It's not just in our sex life that we right. have this, but being able to realize in in our marriages that oh, you know what? I can see how my husband has higher desire here and and also realizing like neither of us are wrong. Yeah, like, I think that's important. Neither of us are wrong in these desires. Just because you have a lower a lower desire to go hike and I have a higher desire to go and hike in nature doesn't mean that you're wrong or that it's Thank not you. okay. Right. It just means that you're different. Yeah. And that goes back to what we've been talking about being, you know, over the last couple of weeks about standing on your own two feet, yeah. being your own self still. You know, it's not like you have to be completely immersed with each other, but yeah. being your own self. And so I think realizing that we don't we're not wrong yeah so not so so not having so both you guys not wanting to have sex like you know 30 times a week that's that's okay jeez louise that's quite a (laughs) bit there you just went extreme like i was like a month no (laughs) a week a week no but i I think um yeah yeah go just i mean so it's not right or wrong If, if you we get this idea that we think that we're you know especially in a relationship when you're with somebody you're supposed to have sex all the time and that's just not Reality for right. some couples that might be for right. some couples that are matched up and they're both kind of higher libido higher yeah. desire uh, you know that that might be the case. But commonly couples stereotypically it's not right. Stereotypically, couples are matched up high or low. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I think that's what helps us all grow. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and stereotypically, you would see that the men is often a, a higher desire and females are often a lower desire. And right. I think it's important to, to highlight a couple of things. One is that desire libido has has nothing to do uh, with quality. Like the the desire f- effect doesn't always have to connect to the quality, right? Of right. You'd be sex. having great sex. Right. And so a person who has a low desire doesn't necessarily dislike sex. It's right. just that it's just not a it's not a high a, as high on the priority level as somebody who's a high desire right desire is really controlled by testosterone as well right and both males and females and so often men have more testosterone so typically they're a higher desire but there are females who have a higher level of testosterone who exemplify higher desires for for sex or higher libido so one is not right or wrong Mm -hmm. right at all one's not right or wrong um both are okay and i think coming to a place of recognizing uh, that in your relationship, there's not anything wrong with that. Now, higher desires would often think like there is absolutely something wrong with that because I want to be having <laughs> sex, you know, three times a week, you know, right. and and uh, and so I feel like there's something wrong with that. But that I don't think that's the case, right? Necessarily. And I think it's interesting though because for so long in our marriage, I thought I was the lower desire. Um, and I think it was because of teachings. It was because of false beliefs that I, I had. Um, I think it had. Explain that, right? Because that's important. Um, because I was always taught that, that like sexuality and sex and visual stimulation, all those things were like a guy's thing. And so I kind of thought something was wrong with me because I actually desired those. Because you were physically stimulated. And I was, right. (laughs) I was aroused or turned on by something. And then it was. Like you should suppress that because that women are emotional beings and not visual beings. And, and so you suppress it to the point where it's like, well, I'm just, I'm There's low something des- wrong I'm, with you, right? Right. Like, something's so- wrong with me. So I must be low desire though. 
you know, we've had numerous conversations where I'm like, I was not low desire. Like, it wasn't, there might be seasons of my life that I was, like after having having children, being pregnant, wobbling around, you know, all of those things can affect it. But I think realizing that I was very much deceived by a lot of uh, misinformation, perspectives. Right. Um, so, maybe. Your, so your reaction, to, and so then your desire level was low be, because you suppressed it, right? Yeah, that, and I think desire also can be related. Like, I believe it can also be related to, obviously, all the things that I just mentioned yeah. that are going on in your life. But also, you can... Like, low desire can show up in people who have had trauma in their past. Yeah. And un... un like resolved or un um, mm-hmm. walked through trauma can affect that as well. So I think there's a whole handful of things that affected um, that for me. That then, as I started to you know understand a little bit and walk through some personal healing, mm-hmm. I was able to see like, oh Lord, yeah, I was I definitely not low desire. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think there's a lot that comes into play there for some. I think it's I think it's a good point, man. I think you're right, and church culture particularly, and I, yeah. I don't know necessarily. I mean, we've been so church cultured for for you know, we 20, grew up twenty yeah. plus years. I mean, we really didn't grow up in church, but we came into church at, at, yeah. in our like mid teen years, right? Yeah, so I was like fifteen. We I were think. definitely influenced and in, and in stuff in regards to that, but right. yeah. So for a church culture, for sure, it was men are very uh, they're highly sexual beings and women yep. are not so much and yeah. that if a woman at all embraced her oh, sexuality Lord, don't do that it was it was looked at as sinful right because right. you were just you were just wanting attention or you were just you were you know they call it thirst trapping now right like they that's just the th- word for it now yeah thirst trapping or right, whatever and, right and 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 so yeah there's yeah, that's just crazy. So that that affected that can affect your desire. That affects your or has it affected. affected mine. I'm not yeah. able to speak on a bunch of other women. I'm able sure. to say for myself and from even you know some women I've you know I've read articles from and and follow um, that it's affected them. But I can't speak you know for all women right. who may be low desire. That it, it's very different for each person, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's very interesting. Right, and then so though my end, so if I perceive you to be a lower desire, yeah. Um, so then that that creates tension too, because I'm I'm perceiving that in our personal in our relationship early right. on, I perceive like, man, you don't really want to be uh, intimate with me as much, and so you know that leads me to you know figure out what I'm going to do for myself, or or right. you know. Right. Uh, turn to things or embrace things that are unhealthy for our relationship or right. pornography and stuff like that. Right. And so, you know, so yeah, so that, that, that was for sure there. Yeah. 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 And that, so I think that affects, it affects so much when you don't communicate what your desire is. Or you don't know like, how to communicate. Right? right. You don't know how to communicate right. it because it's not taught to it. Like we're not taught this stuff. Like you're yeah. just not taught, you don't understand it. And really yeah. I think so much is coming, I guess, to light about all of these things for for so many people is being able to actually know how to communicate. Like, what is your desire? What does that look like? Um, going back to the question we asked each other, how many times, you know, or we asked at the very beginning, yeah. how many times a week should you actually have sex? What is the yeah. right number? Right. Being able to ask that to your spouse, because that helps you understand then where they're at and then where you're at. And then yeah. how do you, how do you walk that out so that you're both happy yeah, or fulfilled maybe is a better word to no, say. No, no, yeah, that's good, and I, th- I think too for for us like how that. Let me try to think of how to say it. Because I think that you know, 
it was different for us, right? So there there came a point where um, we started embracing the fact that, you know, we, we started going outside of kind of what church culture told you about sexuality, right? Yeah. And so we started looking at it and going, man, this isn't, you know, to be a sexual being is not a negative thing. There's right. really a lot of God-ordained uh, spirituality that is involved in that. And we right. talked about it before in the past, that in a couple of episodes back, about how sex really is is an act of worship. It can be yeah. an act of worship. And so getting to a place where you're comfortable with who you are right. and you're comfortable with your sexuality and you're comfortable and, learn, and learning that women can just absolutely be as, as, as visually stimulated as, as men right. are. And, and, you know, getting to that place where you can see those things kind of opened you up to be able to embrace that more and to right. recognize like, no, this is okay. I desire to have sex quite often. And so this is right. an okay thing. You right. Know? Right. And, You're taught all this stuff, but then you have right. all these, like, I mean, I just remember when I was younger and then as I was growing up that, and then in my early twenties and late thirties, like the erotica, like mm-hmm. the reading of the erotica books, the movies that were coming out that mm-hmm. church culture's like, Oh, you shouldn't go see that. And, but then in my mind, I'm like, well, women aren't supposed to be visual, but man, women were running Listen, through the theater when, y'all. So when what? magic might came right, out. Right. I've never seen so many church late. Ladies, right. hook up and, and go see like a movie like Ladies Night. This is like the unofficial Ladies Night, and there are like <laughs> groups of ladies from church like going to see Magic Mike, you know. But they're not right. visually stimulated, and they're right. not at all, you know, like that. So right. that shouldn't have been the case. But right. it absolutely was not right. The, I think it's like eye opening. Fifty was Shades like... of Grey was another thing, man. Yeah. That was another phenomenon too, man. That right. just like turn your church girls into non-church <laughs> girls or whatever, you know, but right. Right. Yeah. But I think it's always like, I think that's the thing is there's a lot that's been there kind of undercover mm-hmm. through like what you read when you're in, you know, you're laying in bed at night and what you're reading. Why are you reading those things? Well, because there's some type of desire there, right. but we haven't really fully known how to communicate that, but we get yeah. to, we get to learn how to. And yeah. that's the exciting thing. I think with us, when we started venturing outside of the walls of, of the the church and the context that culture of what we've been taught about sex and sexuality and in our own our own bodies and embracing our own selves um was when we were able to like really be like okay this is this is gonna be good yeah you know this isn't some horrible thing our bodies aren't horrible our desires aren't horrible you know yeah and so i think it's it's just um and see i never thought that though i never thought that uh my body was horrible or that your body was horrible. And I never, th- I never thought that the desire to have sex was a horrible thing. Right? right. That I didn't think that at all. I don't think I thought the desire to have sex was a horrible thing. I right. think yeah. the, to have the no, desire. Yeah. No, I think it was the, the understanding sexuality healthy that, right. that right, was right, hard right. to right. understand. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Or the desire to want to do it more and thinking, well, that's not my role. That's your role. That's you. You're supposed to be that one, not me. Right. Yeah. No, like, we joke about that. That's like every guy's, like, dream. Like, a a spouse that wants to have sex a lot more than than he does, maybe. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. But, um, yeah. So, so desire. Yes. So, I think going, I think, too, remembering in regards to... um, there is a there is such a difference though between arousal and desire, right? Mm-hmm. And we were talking about that earlier, just uh, about 
arousal is the response to things that are sexually stimulating. Yeah. And desire uh, is the, the, the drive to actually communicate that. So we, we had said something about that earlier. You said it was confusing for for females particularly, yeah. right? Um, that you can be aroused but right. not have a desire to to have sex necessarily. Right. Like what would be some examples of, of that? Like you could see something that's right. visually arousing. Right. But it doesn't mean you're gonna act on it. And it doesn't mean right. you even have an interest in acting in it or acting on it. Right. It just means there's something you saw that was pleasing to the eye. Right. And it creates an arousal or some type of feeling. Like a tingle. Yeah. <laughs> That's the word for it. A tingle, um, yeah. And it has it's has no connection to a desire. Right. Could lead to desire. It could lead to right. desire. Because you for could sure. be aroused into to yes. wanting to have sex for sure. Right. Oh, absolutely. But But there's a lot in I think in the world that can be arousing um to a female that doesn't lead to having to have sex or wanting to have sex. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that for sure was a, that was a, a jump in my mind for sure is understanding the difference between the two and realizing like, man, that, wait, what do you mean? Like, I thought the one, they're one and the same, but they're, they're not. And particularly kind of really diving into some literature on that was, was yes. super helpful. Yeah. Uh, uh, was it Emily uh, Nagasi's uh, Come As You Are book talks about that, about desire and arousal. Yeah. And she talks about how, uh, you know, she talks about, they call them accelerators and brakes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, things that can, can hinder uh, desire, yeah. right? Uh, external circumstances or maybe even internal uh, circumstances. You yeah. Know. Well, Go ahead. No, I think that's good to hit on because... Um, body image and I and the way you see yourself and you know you're saying all these outside things stress right. um, depression medication there's so many things that can affect that mm-hmm. that external yeah and that are internal. all external or internal yeah that we forget to be aware of sometimes in our in our marriage we forget right. to be aware of those things that could uh, affect the desire so you might say, well, I used to be high desire and what's wrong with me? Or, or I used to be, you know, lower, you know, opposite what, what's happened or what's changed and being able to, you know, ask yourself the questions, has there been anything that changed? And maybe there hasn't, maybe it's just a natural shift. Testosterone changes, right? So like (laughs) guys, man, we kind of peak more in our late twenties, early thirties, right. Is when we're Mm -hmm. peaking sexually and women peaking, you know, later 30s and early 40s, that's like a, a shift. You right. know, there's a increase in testosterone for females later on in life. And so there's a desire often to want to have sex more often later right. in life. So right. um, I think, too, when we talk about desire and just kind of kind of throwing all this out there, right, we, we talk about the desire to have sex. And, and sometimes maybe there could be a bridge between the higher desires uh to, to have sex and, and the lower desire to have sex. Maybe the, the bri- well, like, so, you know, is it, is it every time that a, that a, a higher desire wants to have sex, is it the actual act of having sex? Like if there, is their idea right. of having sex just 
penile vaginal intercourse and that's it. Like every time right. I want to have sex, I want to have penile vaginal intercourse and that's it. Or <laughs> right. is it that you're like, man, I'm ready to have an orgasm. Like I'm looking forward to having this, this orgasm. And so uh-huh. if, if, um, you know, so is there a way that you can kind of bridge the gap from the higher desire and the low desire? So does, does every time that you engage your spouse have to be penile vaginal intercourse or could it be, play could you could it be playing could could she or he whoever the lower desire is could right. they could they uh maybe operate in in a different way maybe yeah. it's it's maybe it's using hands maybe it's oral sex or right. or maybe it's just um something else something else that that's not necessarily penivaginal intercourse yeah. and maybe there's the maybe you find that the desire is a little bit more there than, yeah. than not i don't know right just thinking no, I think being thinking outside the box is a huge benefit in marriage because you don't want you want to you want to work together. Right. You know, yeah, and and that starts with communication. Intimacy yeah. is a huge thing with this. Like Oh yeah, so intimacy that's good. like yeah. you know, I think going into any any if your mindset is all I want to do is have an orgasm. Yeah. I feel yeah. as if well there's very little intimacy there. Right. Like bring me the intimacy and yes. I'll bring you what you want type thing. Like that's for me, not, sure, no, not no, you no, know, that, that might yeah, not be everybody. No, but I'm sense. like if 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 we can approach it that way, right. if you're higher, sex higher, doesn't start in the bed, it starts in the kitchen. Right. If you're if you're room, the higher or the desire dining room, anywhere, or the table, right, right, or wherever, anywhere. you know. <laughs> in the laundry room. <laughs> not our laundry room. Though. Oh, it's too tiny. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I feel like if you can bring bring that, um, then we can work some things out and it can be outside the box. It doesn't have to be, and that's a huge thing that can set so many people free, really, mm-hmm. is, you know, everything ain't got to be pe- penal vaginal intercourse. Like, right. let, like, have fun. Right. You know, have fun, spice things up, do a little something different. It's, right. It's all good. And I think going back to what we're talking about, high desire, low desire is remembering, or maybe you don't even know that we didn't even say this yet, actually, exactly. is the lower desire is right. always the one who's going to control this. Some level, yeah. To some extent. Yeah, the, the sexual aspect The of sexual it? aspect, yes. Yeah. The lower desire will be the one that controls the sexual aspect. Um, because... By default, they're the lower desire. By default. <laughs> they're not wanting to have sex as well. Right, often. so it's going right. to affect the higher desire to, to a level, obviously. Um so yeah, I think So what do you being, do about that though? I mean, what do you do for that? For for a higher desire who's in a who who's desiring to to have sex more and the lower desire is saying, Well, I don't wanna have sex as often. Um, right. or I'm not necessarily desiring to have sex as often. Like right. it goes back to kind of what we were talking about earlier. Could you bridge the gap, right? Could you yeah, do something that's different than just necessarily penovaginal intercourse, right. right? Yeah. I think communicate it's going back to communication. Being able to say, like, well, what what are some other ways? Well, talk about it. Like, don't wait till the night of the bedroom. <laughs> use your big boy words. Yeah, use your big words, boy yeah. or girl, whoever, yeah, whichever girl, you yeah, are, yeah. because it's not always, I mean, it's not always guys that are high desire. I have a lot of girlfriends who are high desire. And so it's like, how can we communicate? Like, this is what I want, but don't wait till you're in the, you're like, getting ready to go to bed. And it's like, oh, I want this. And your spouse is exhausted and tired. Have right. that conversation prior in the day, yeah. to say, like, hey, I'm kind of wanting to go this direction. How are you right. feeling? Because we can read our spouses. Like, I know yeah. when you're tired. I know when you're kind of out like of it. Which is, every day at 830. Yeah, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Not, most yeah. days. Not all days. Not all most days. days. But I mean, I can read, I can read you. And so I can communicate like, Hey, I'm like, 
I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of in that spot where I'm high desire and I'm kind of wanting something tonight. You're and wanting. you're able to then, you know, we're able to communicate like, Hey, let's do this. Let's go this route. Let's right. whatever it is that you guys are Send them hits. able to hey, what's yeah, up? work through because it doesn't have to be, you know, just bang it out and be done. <laughs> so many other ways right. to bring your spouse. Right. Right. Um, pleasure. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. So I forgot what the so, question really was. I don't think we had a question. I think <laughs> no, we we're just talking. No, you just asked me that. a question. Oh, did I? You did. Oh, yeah, about bridging the gap or the bridging higher the desire. gap. Yes, yes. So context, right? Context is key when we talk about desire. Right. Right. Or we talk about arousal, particularly too. Right. Yeah. Context is key. Right. So finding the right context to. Yeah. To do that in. Right. Right. Exactly. And I think being aware. Um, and I, it, this is one of those things, like, I guess it's kind of, I don't know, it could go either way, is is know your spouse. Know them and how you're communicating with them. Um, but being aware if you're shutting your spouse down. Hmm. Um, how do you mean? Like, if you're, if you are, so, so I, when I was the low, I was more active in my lower desire sure. spot. Yeah. Um, how often am I shutting you down? Um hmm. And then also, how often are you communicating? So it, I right. feel like it, it does go both ways. Like sure. we both have, we both grown ups. We both can talk. But how often am I just saying, "Oh, I'm tired," but really not tired, or mm. or whatever? You know, you can fill in the blanks there. Because I think in relationships, low desire marriage, people are good at doing that though. They're good at saying, "Yeah," or they throw hints, "I'm tired." Yeah. Or man, I just you know. I'm ready to go to sleep. Yeah. It was a long day. <laughs> My back hurts. And I mean, sometimes it's real. Sometimes it's legit. Don't hear what I'm not saying. Right. But. Right. But being aware. Yeah. Being aware. Because, you, you know, if you're, first off, if you're even listening to this podcast, your desire is to have a, a healthy, great sex life. First yeah. off, that's your desire. Happy marriage. Happy, happy sex marriage. Life, right. Yeah. And, and a strong faith. All yeah. of those things. And so I think. Knowing that and communicating with your spouse, um, if you are a lower desire, will only benefit you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it will help you grow and to some extent as well. Um, because sometimes, you know, we all, I mean, we all need to grow, obviously. Yeah. Well, marriage um, is going to do that by default. Right. We talked about that. But I think <laughs> marriage there's, makes you grow up. Yeah. There's, I don't know how to say it. I'm not going to say give and take, but. No, there, there is, is kind of yeah, like that absolutely. give and take in marriage. And I'm not saying that in the sense Heck of just, yeah. just lay there and allow your spouse to do whatever they want. Right. Like in a, your uh, body's not your own. Yeah, I, my body's the, not the, mine. The I give abuse, it over to you. Like, I so hate that. The, the abuse I, of scripture. I hate, mis- I dislike that. So I'm trying not to put it in those terms. That's not all what I'm trying to say. Sure, but. But I would want, I would want to bring you pleasure if you're wanting pleasure. And, yeah. and, and I want to do that out of, out of. Love. Out of love, love. not not out of, well, it's obligation. So that's why I wanted to be careful not to say this is your obligation. Right. And then we go back to maturity too. Like we're talking about like this, you know, the idea of being your own self. Like if, if you're not, if I'm, if I'm desiring, you're not desiring to to have sex that night, to be able to be okay with hearing you say, Hey, I'm just not in the mood to do anything tonight or Hey, I'm tired or being able to say, Hey, are you tired tonight? Yeah. I am tired tonight. Okay, cool. Well, then, you know, we'll try again tomorrow or, right. you know, based on where your relationship's at and how you guys feel in regards to masturbation, you say, hey, well, 
you go to sleep and I'll take care of business tonight and then we can go. <laughs> <laughs> try again tomorrow you and know? now we're just totally gonna have to do another podcast a on that all alone because that is such a trigger word for so many people it really is i mean it is yeah. it's a trigger sure. word for so many so that probably just like made a couple people, people just like completely cringe in their oh, seat yeah. hearing that word because i i get it i've I, i'm sure i've been there for sure um but yeah that's you know there's growth Right, so so we'll we'll come to wrap this one up with people going, y'all can y'all talk about masturbation on the next podcast, <laughs> so so we can talk about that. But yeah, so I think going, I think if we we kind of wrap it up by just saying, look, man, you know, uh, high desire, low desire is normal. That's a normal thing for yep. one person to be more uh, sexually uh, desiring sex than the other. Your partner's has, not broken, right? Your partner's not broken. It has more to do with testosterone than it does anything else right. in the. Thing. And so finding ways to bridge the gap and, and, and navigate is, is usually helpful. Yeah. And I think just real quick, I was just saying your partner's not broken. And that's often re- like thought of as the lower desire. But if you are a low desire wife and you see your husband as a higher desire, also know he's not perverted in some way. Or thank you. Some yes. sex that's addict so, or thank you for something that. else that's like so that. Good. Because that's often what gets us, right, right. that's often what women have been taught. I'm just going to put it out there. Like, we've been taught that mess. That's not, you just don't get that put in you. That's been taught to you. And so when your spouse, your husband wants to have sex more than you do, it's like, well, what's wrong with you? Why are you, are you addicted to sex or blah, blah, blah. And it's like. Because you're hot and I want your body. Right. And it's like, man, that's, that's, that's a shift we got to make. It's not that there's someone, your spouse is broken if they're lower or your spouse is addicted or some person if they yeah. want to do it more just get that out of your mind from from here on out rethink that process there yes so sorry i had to throw that in there no that quick, was really good there's so much that happens in our mind about these things we've been taught right i was just thinking yeah we should probably wrap but i was just thinking like who better to be a pervert with than your spouse but anyways <laughs> <laughs> anyways yes. all right guys well hey guys like always thank you so much for for tuning in and hanging out with us today if you have questions comments or concerns yeah well if you have questions or comments <laughs> you can hit us back at <laughs> feedback at going um you know you got some ideas for future podcasts we'd love to hear them yeah so feedback at going you can also check the website out same thing going you can post your questions your comments there share your story your testimony whatever you want yes. uh, and you can follow us also on facebook and instagram and i believe you done got us on tiktok as well you got some we are, videos it's not that, live yet though it's not live yet no you got some crazy ideas and things planned for that but anyways <laughs> that's that's all good yes, i'm a low desire tiktoker y'all so <laughs> keep sending um keep sending us messages guys we Dude. love seeing the praises we love seeing the apps that you've got you guys have checked out already from last week's episode I, I just it I, it's just very encouraging yeah, it absolutely blesses us man like every week we get multiple messages from people saying love you guys you guys are funny thank you so yeah. much for making me laugh um, I learned this <laughs> hey where do you pick up that you know and, yeah. and so man guys thank you so much for yes. doing this this has been a this is a fun thing for us to do absolutely each week so um, until next week guys we'll see you later bye <laughs>